and welcome to the Miles to Memories podcast. I'm your host for the week, Joe Chung. Sean is somewhere in the middle of the Atlantic. I am joined, as always, by the man with the laugh that has sailed a thousand ships, uh, you know, started wars. <laughs> this man's laugh. Mark, started wars, yeah, that? sure. Hopefully, Sean isn't like Richie Rich's parents uh, stuck in a, an inner tube in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Seriously, I could not. I mean, I, I I don't mind cruises. I know, you know, Mark, you haven't been on one and your first one may be of the MTM Diamond variety, but I could not imagine sailing across the entire Atlantic in a boat. It, it creased me out. Yeah, I, I feel like it, I mean, I know there's a ton of stuff to do on cruise ships, but I feel like I'd get bored and then just staring every day, waking up and staring at open ocean with no land in sight would be very trippy and feel like it'd be kind of depressing you feel like oh there's no chance of doing it if something bad happens we're just kind of stranded here so i don't know it's a weird thing i know he's done longer cruises so i'm sure he'll be fine but with a seven eight year old daughter who hasn't uh that will be interesting that's another thing tiny bedroom child wants entertainment i don't know man i think it's gonna be horrible But people, do, I'm sure he'll be fine. But people do these things. I like heard Royal Caribbean is doing a 270 day cruise around the world. Like you can just get on it. And what was that TV show? Wasn't there a TV show when we were kids about some school that was like having a boat? cruise ship or something like no, that? No, just kidding. No. <laughs> yeah. The magic school bus. Oh, wrong, wrong mode of transportation. <laughs> you know how it is. But I'm just like, wow, who does that? I mean, I know retirees do that. But I don't know, Mark, maybe when we get old older you know we'll understand probably not i don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see you know we're doing for the diamond meetup we're doing like a three night uh type cruise to the bahamas and to the island and back and more what they call like a booze cruise type of thing so it's a good way to get your feet wet so i'm curious to see if i end up maybe because my bar is very low of expectations so it, it won't take much for me to to come away enjoying the experience but we'll see how it plays out there's a casino mark that's true there you go we're there's good. beer we're good done before we get uh, further into this episode, we want to remind you that uh, you can follow Miles to Memories at Miles to Memories on social media, but also find all episodes of this podcast anywhere you can find podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and also mtmpodcast.com. Really appreciate it if you leave us a positive review and say something nice about that aforementioned laugh that we always discuss. Joe's trying to close his eyes as he's trying to focus because I'm holding up the can of Coke Starlight. Coke, Coke, Coke. Have you tried this yet? No, I have not. Okay, so Mark posted this on internal Slack. I'll describe it to you. It's like a, a can that looks the colors of, of Golden Hour, like Twilight. And it's Coca-Cola Zero Sugar Starlight. So what flavor is this soda and do I need to inject it into my veins? Yeah, I mean, it's weird. It's like they rolled up cotton candy and then sprinkled cinnamon on it like that's what it tastes like like your liquid cotton candy with a little bit of cinnamon people either love it or hate it i'm kind of like it's okay it's a, something unique for zero sugar it's it tastes like it's very sugary so i guess if you like that i think kids will love it um and then adults it's like they either love it or hate it so did you buy like a gigantic pack at costco so whether you love it or hate it, you gotta <laughs> no. drink it anyway <laughs> no i just got like one of those f- tiny fridge packs of like the eight ounce cokes or whatever 7.5 ounce. So this is the last one. I'm going to crack it open. <laughs> I can't deal with those tiny Coke cans, man. That's not enough for me. Makes you feel good, though. It's like kind of like when you get the Happy Meal and the tiny fries, and you're like, that's not enough fries. Nobody, That's not enough fries for anyone. You know, a buddy of mine posted on Twitter that uh, they posted, you know, I think you had said this the other, was it you, Mark, who told me that you can upgrade the drink on a Happy Meal? Yeah. 
Okay, what was that tip again? Yeah, so if you order a Happy Meal in-app and you go to, like, select the drink, just get more drinks and then cold drinks, and you can add any size Coke, like a large, a medium, um, and it'll be like a penny more. If you try to do I tried to do it just because the app was buggy, so I tried to just add it, and they're like, sir, you can't do that. I was like, you can in the app. Thanks. Well, so my buddy was like, similar tip. He was like, if you get a meal, any kind of meal, like you get a medium-sized meal, you can change your drink to a large. And since all drinks are $1, they don't change the price of the meal. So you can get a medium meal with a large drink. But the salient point is at the end of his tweet, he's like, this McDonald's app is literally killing me, which I could not have related more. (laughs) Ever since Benji told me to install this stupid app, I've been going to McDonald's so much, I will die. Because Benji told me, you know, you know, Benji is super disciplined, right? So he added the app. He probably, you know, only goes once a month whenever the Happy Meal is free or whatever. I'm like going all the time now. Bad. Watching those points rack up. No, it's funny because the last time I did it, I got the, they gave me the drink. Then they gave me the Happy Meal and the other food we had. And she's like, oh, wait, would you, what was the Happy Meal drink? Was it the milk or what? I was like, no, you already gave it to me. And she just looked at me like with the dumbest look, like, what do you mean? I'm like, yeah, that medium Coke that was for the Happy Meal. And she was like, oh, okay. I love it when computers beat humans. So Terminator, it's coming. All right. So I have just gotten back. You know, I was off last week because I was in California uh, with my daughter. We, of course, did Disneyland. Uh, You can check out Disney Decipher to hear about that. Maybe we'll talk about it next week when Sean's back, but I feel like it'd be messed up. I don't want to talk about it. So thank you. Exactly. (laughs) It'd be messed up to talk about Disneyland without Sean. That's true, too. Unlike Sean, unlike Sean. I save good material for when he's around. Oh, whereas uh, he takes the DoorDasher diaries, which he knows I love and does it every time that I'm not on the episode. I'm not bitter, though. I didn't even think last week was going to be that good uh, until the story just kind of unraveled. And then I was like, that was actually pretty good. Don't spoil it yet, because I generally when I don't edit, don't listen at all. But I'm going to listen to the DoorDasher portion. So don't spoil that for me yet. But I did want to talk a little bit about my flight issues. We've been talking a lot about how JetBlue has been having issues and it's definitely still having issues. So my original routing was Boston through Austin to Los Angeles. Now, because I'm a mosaic uh, and I get same day changes for free, one trick I generally like to use, although I don't like to use it as much when I'm traveling with my family, but since it was only one kid going with me, I risked it. My general trick is to book a connecting flight because it's cheaper and then same day changing to a direct flight the day of um, and doing that for free. I don't know. Do you pull those kind of... is can you do those shenanigans with Delta and your status? Uh, I'm not sure if you can do free free day. I don't really like to mess with it. And we have so many nonstop flights out of Detroit. I just usually book it. I don't know that they're ever any cheaper for Delta to do with a connection. It, no, it just it's too much mental bandwidth. You know, you're you're the one that can't even remember to close a card, but yet you like to jump through these hoops the day before travel when everybody's stressed out. Well, it was like three hundred dollars cheaper per person. Okay, um, so it was then a lot that's of money. worth it. That's that being said, I, I don't take the know. connection anyway, even even if it doesn't work out. It was still stressful. I, I hear you. I was like, uh, do I want to do this again? Anyway, it's a good thing that I did the same day change because we've been talking about JetBlue's operational issues. They canceled the Austin to Los Angeles flight. So if I had tried to take that connection, I would have been stuck in Austin, which, you know, I love to keep it weird, but that wasn't the point of the trip. So you don't want to take your daughter bar hopping and listening to live music. Come on. That's a good father son trip. I mean, father daughter. <laughs> It would probably be a better father-son trip, but you know, well, unless your daughter's into music, you never know. Yeah, if she's into music, that's that's that, that's the part that's going to really affect whether that's a good plan or not. 
<laughs> anyway, so yeah, they canceled the Austin to Los Angeles flight. So it's a good thing that I had same day changed. And then on the way back, uh, I upgraded to Mint. You know, inside to spring for it. Yeah, because I hadn't flown in a lot of did you seat. Did you make your daughter sit in the back, though? That would have been baller right there. Uh, the, the the couple <laughs> the couple across from us in the aisle they definitely made their daughter sit in the back i mean she was older she was like a teenager but uh she oh yeah when they're that, teens but... you just you just shove them back there you say see ya yeah. yeah she came up to see them once and i think i saw them literally hand wave her away so can i just have a little bit of your snack pack no get out of here yeah get out oh the food was pretty good on men i'll say that but sean maybe a few months ago was talking about how that air bladder in his cushion like the cushion is actually an air pocket was deflated and the same thing happened to me and it kept deflating the flight attendant said she was going to ask for a credit for me i didn't hear from them for four or five days fill out the form online about it and they were like oh we're sorry to hear that blah blah blah. i'm like okay this is not acceptable money money Finally, DM'd them on Twitter. I was going to write them back, Mark, but I wanted your opinion. Okay, they offered me 50 bucks or 2,500 points. I should take the money, right? Uh, I would first say that does not seem legit for uh, how much was the mint seat? Yeah, it was like, I mean, I was using a lot of credits that I had built up over time. But yeah, it was like $1,000 per person. Okay, Mark, yeah. so- let's do this live. Help me, help me fashion... <laughs> Help me fashion what I'm going to say to them. I'll, I'll take out all the. I'll take I've out done, all the. I've done this with Delta before when they give me the. I always say that the first offer. I was like, "Hey, you know this." I would be like, "This seat is. It was a thousand dollars. It was uncomfortable. They kept trying to reinflate it. It got deflated. This was an issue with the seat. You know, I would have been probably more comfortable flying in a seat that was five hundred dollars. So I think fifty bucks is a little light. I, I expect at least double that, and then see what they say." All right, so I've sent that off. Thank you, Mark, for the live feedback and help. So, yeah, that was a little disappointing. Overall, the trip was really great. It was really nice to be in Mint. We had a good time. My daughter was not as excited about this seat as I thought she might be. So that was a little bit of a bummer. Doesn't that stink, though, when you're like, you're like oh, I'm, I'm laying out all this cash or credits or whatever or points, and then the kid's like, eh, I'd be fine in, in coach. And you're like, it does stink. <laughs> It burns yeah. so hard. Or when you take yeah. them to a hotel Did- that you think they're going to be like, wow, you got me a suite. And they're like, where's my bed? Okay, bye. <laughs> okay, so Mint was disappointing, but we stayed at the Hyde Regency Long Beach. I talked to Sean about this on the previous episode because he had stayed there as well. And I got an email of someone to email. So I emailed them and just was like, I'm coming to stay. I'm really looking forward to it. If you can give us any kind of upgrade. I'd really appreciate it. And to your point, Mark, they upgraded to us to what's called the Royal Suite, which is basically a three-room apartment. Oh, man, nice. she had the proper reaction. This is bigger than our house, Dad. That was the reaction. Pretty much. So (laughs) she was like, Dad, this isn't a hotel room. This is a house. And I was like, yes, success. See, you, you, you bougied her too much. You should have put mint on the way out, and then she would have liked it better. Yes. Yeah. I, I would have had her expectations set for bouge the entire trip. That would have been good. Um, <laughs> but yes, what happened was like we checked in at around 3.30 or 4, and they're like, your room isn't ready yet. And so we went to the pool for like an hour, and then they're like, your room still isn't ready yet. And then we waited another hour, and I asked them, and I was like, like what's going on with this room? It isn't ready yet. At this point, I didn't realize that. They're like three bedrooms takes a long time to clean. That's yes, what I didn't realize what they had upgraded us to. I feel like I felt like such a jerk. But what are the chances they rented that out like the night before, like that suite? 
So they said that there was a globalist that had was had been in there the night before, and they checked out at four, right? Because globalists oh, okay. can check out at yeah. four. Those dang globalists. Yeah, and so like I was like I was like, how long could it take to how long could it take to uh, clean a suite? And then finally the assistant general manager came out and he was like, oh, this is like the royal suite. It's like the biggest suite. And I was like, oh. I get it because I, I even then I you were like, thinking it was like a one bedroom suite in a corner. Like he was just, I was still thinking that until we <laughs> actually walked into the room and I was like, okay, I get it. And, and my daughter said that too. Cause she was like, why is this taking so long? Blah, blah. And when she walked in, she was like, oh, this probably took a long time to clean. I get it. So <laughs> especially when you're short maids. Oh, segue. <laughs> Boom. Got it. That is a good segue because the lounge still isn't open at the Hyatt Regency Long Beach. And I'm starting to hear rumors that some of these Hyatt Regency lounges are like never going to reopen. I think I saw, I think it might've been like on a Disney forum, but the Hyatt Regency Grand Cypress, like someone told, like a manager told them or something that they plan to never reopen the lounge. And I, I don't know, man, this is, seems not ideal. I don't think it's only going to be, if Hyatt doesn't open up their lounges again and like chooses to permanently close them. I think this is going to affect a lot of hotel brands. What do you think about that, Mark? Yeah, because I mean, a lot of Hilton still have their lounges closed and everything. I think internationally, they would still hopefully keep it open. I think that's where the lounge makes the difference, like domestic. Domestic lounge feels like a, a step up from Hyatt Place Breakfast, like the eggs maybe are real eggs instead of powder, and that's like the difference. So I don't, I, I feel like if you're getting breakfast downstairs at a restaurant, it's probably better than what you'd get in the lounge. I mean, it's nice to be able to pop in there and grab some drinks and stuff throughout the day. So I don't know why they wouldn't at least have that option available. Maybe they'll give you three waters instead of two at check-in. I don't know. But yeah, it, it de- definitely, you know, anybody that likes the lounge likes to have that area to work at or just to be away from like everybody else and feel elitist. Uh, you're not going to get that anymore. Uh, just waiting in line for breakfast with everybody else. So I think it will be something I could see that doesn't come back. You know, we've seen that in Vegas with the Caesars Laurel lounges. Those have never come back. I don't think they're coming back. And that was a big perk for people to go and be able to get free drinks and stuff and take a break. So I don't know, uh, you know, cost cutting is a real thing and that's what everybody's doing these days. So they're going to cut overly uh, too deep and then it's going to be too deep and they're going to lose people and then they'll backtrack it years, years later, I think. I like how you threw in feel elitist there in there. Yeah. You know, real slick. Real it's slick. It's true. It's true. You know everybody walking in the lounge has their chest puffed out like, oh, you're walking down the highway or the hallway? Sorry. Uh, do you have a key that gets in here? Because I do. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, what I miss most about lounges is the free soda, you know? Yeah. I got to get my uh, Coca-Cola Starlight. Or uh, Perrier. 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 Uh, if you're Sean. He just goes there and loads up his whole suitcase full and then then breaks them and makes it look like a pipe burst. But um, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, just be able to like to know that you don't need to. And they usually have like little snacks and stuff in there just to be able to know that you don't need to buy any water or soda or anything like that. You can just go there and grab it whenever you need it. It's pretty nice. Yeah, I think what compounds it is because the restaurant wasn't open yet at the high Regency Long Beach. You know, breakfast was not as good. I mean, it was okay. How is? Yeah. How is the restaurant now that it's just messed up? So the restaurant's not open, but they have like a grab and go place where they cook to order or they sort of cook to order. So it was, it wasn't, I wouldn't say it was, it's not bad. It's not high place. It's better than high place, but you know, it was still, and they, they comped us a lot of stuff. They were like, oh, like I ordered a meal and I got a drink, but they're like, oh, you should get a pastry as well. Cause you got the pastry. Um, they threw in a cereal in there and stuff like that. But still it's, it's just different, like waiting in line. I miss eating out. I would love to be served at a restaurant or at least have a buffet or something like that. So, you know, these things need to reopen. At least when that's reopened, I think it would be feel better with yeah. the lounge being closed. But 
you know, it was, I mean, this is first class problems uh, through and through. I mean, I'm an elitist. What can I say, yeah. Mark? I want my breakfast <laughs> and it better be free. Otherwise I, I throw stuff. I break. Oh, you got to bleep that. <laughs> All right. Closing out my trip in L.A., uh, just talking about the non-Disneyland stuff we did because we did three days of non-Disneyland. So the first day, so when I same day changed, I same day changed to like a 6 a.m. flight. So we got in around, actually, we got in at 10, Mark. It was a seven-hour flight because they decided, I don't know if there was like a lot of turbulence over the middle of the country or something, but we flew all the way like over Canada. Even my daughter was like looking at the air map and she's like, that's not the fastest way between Boston and LA, is it? Because it was like a huge like detour through the north. And so they just wanted you to see extra, some like, pretty scenery, that's all. I guess so. So it was an extra hour on the flight. But so we got off the flight, rented a car, uh, then we went to Santa Monica Pier, just checked out the pier, and then rented bikes. Bike was that? I've never been to Santa Monica Pier. Is it pretty cool? It's cool. It's like it's kinda like you gotta go. And it's definitely nicer than the boardwalk in New Jersey. Um, well duh. <laughs> dude i gotta i gotta set you if up it doesn't layups, if, right? it, if it doesn't have gotta, needles uh use needles laying around then it's better i gotta drop dimes for you for the lamps okay <laughs> um but it's like very iconic you know you kind of got to go but the the fun thing that we did was you know we rented bikes we biked down to venice beach um was about like six or seven mile bike ride we stopped at various points along the way you didn't get stuck in austin but you got your weird you're weird in anyway yeah i guess so <laughs> the weird thing is like i've done my friend used to live by the beach and so we had he used to live a little further south and we had biked all the way to santa monica before and then back to his place uh and it's weird you know this i did so i did the same exact thing that i did with him back when we were in our early 30s except for i had a kid now now your legs were burning and your daughter was complaining and you're like can we throw these in the water and just get an uber back (laughs) no that's just the me being fat part but um what was different was like there were all these playgrounds along the way that i never noticed you know the first time and she kept asking us to stop and so we kept stopping playing at the playgrounds and you know we walked out on a pier and watched some people surf i think she really wants to like learn how to surf when she gets older that's tough in Boston. People surf in Boston, man. It's crazy. They just put on full wetsuits and they oh, do it yeah. in the winter. Ooh. They're, they're mm. nuts. They're nuts. So that was really nice. Uh, and then we also checked out the La Brea Tar Pits, which was the original onus for the trip three years ago is when we planned this. They are – so the tar pits are like the prem- – not the premise, but what happened is animals would get stuck in tar and then they would just be fossilized in the tar. So the fossils are like very good and very like – complete this whole time mark we planned this trip for three years i thought we were gonna go see dinosaurs in these tar pits man there are no dinosaurs they were only mammoths uh, for for some reason i thought when you said a preface for the and you said this trip i thought you're gonna say preface for the flintstones i don't know why <laughs> oh yeah i don't know why that no, just came to me i could see no no i could i could see it like He's like he's got his little like foot pedal car, and he's like yeah, and he's always like tar in a pit. Pit. yeah. No, is there a tar pit in the? I don't know, but credits? he's always like in a pit or something. I don't know. It just feels right, but yeah. So you anyway, know, no my daughter loved bones. it. That's no dinosaur that's bones. My daughter, which my daughter knew by the way. I was the only go, one who thought I was go going to go see dinosaurs. Just like make it happen. <laughs> yeah, so it's really cool. It's an active uh, dig site, but uh, they weren't there when we visited because we were there on a Sunday. We were there on Easter Sunday, actually. Doesn't it um, seem weird that they still dig up bones? Like, don't we have enough uh, things in the museums? Like, do we need another one? Mark, 
My, my daughter would slap you right now. She'd be so upset and offended. I mean, is there going to be, like, if they get deep enough, is there going to be a new type of dinosaur they find? I don't know. It just feels strange. There's no dinosaurs, man. <laughs> well, yeah, there might no, be. That's a, there might be a megalodon if they go down far enough. You never yeah, know. Yeah, keep going down. You know, that's the crazy thing. There's this wall of, like, all the wolf skulls they've dug up because there's they've, they've found, like, 400 wolves there. And even my daughter was like, how many more wolves do you need to dig up? <laughs> You think when you get to 100, it'd be okay. Okay, we'll just throw the wolves in the trash from now on. Dude, dude, Mark, I bet you that, like, deep down, they're trying to, like, extract DNA out of the bones, you know, to get a... There you go. They're gonna not dinosaurs, dinosaur. but Jurassic Park type situation. Yes. You know, dude, how much so. would you spend to go to, to Jurassic Park? Jurassic Park, zero dollars. I've seen the movies. I'm not going there. You crazy? <laughs> you just got to go when, like, when they're not having, like, a special day or whatever, or whatever when somebody's not visiting the, the creator of the park. No friends and family days, and then you'll be okay. Yes, yes. Um, so, yeah, we did that. And then the Aquarium of the Pacific is by um, Long Beach. So we walked over there, and that was a lot of fun as well. So, yeah, we just had a lot of fun doing touristy things in Los Angeles. Had My daughter had in and out for the first time, uh, saw an old friend. So it was all good. It was a good trip. How was traffic? Terrible? Not too bad? Traffic sucked. So I mentally prepared her for it beforehand because I don't, I mean, I'm sure your kids do this too, but like when we're here, man, if we're driving like more than 15 minutes, like it's complaints immediately. Yeah. Like 15 minutes is like, can I have your phone? Yeah. I was, so I was like, it's going to be a minimum of 30 minutes every time we get into the car. This is what I warned her. Um, And then what ended up happening was um, there's this podcast she really likes called Smash Boom Best. If you have kids who are nerd oriented, uh, you might want to check it out, Um, even if they're not nerd oriented, because what they do is it's kind of like a debate podcast, but it's meant for kids. And they'll just take two topics like ice cream versus French fries is one of people's favorite ones. And then they'll have two people who are kind of funny. Um, You know, it's like anything that's made for kids, but like adults will get jokes as well thrown in there for them and then yeah and then they debate the two topics and then at the end and they have a kid who is the judge and giving people points and then they kind of decide which one's the best in the end so she really loves that podcast so each episode's about 40 minutes long so that covered you know pretty much every single trip we had so that that worked trip. yeah it's 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 a lot of fun for kids because it'll be you know how like kids are always going to be like hey who would win they don't have this episode yet. I should suggest this episode. Oh, my son. This song like, starts every Who would season. win? A blue whale or Tyrannosaurus Rex? <laughs> who would win? That's fun. That's a fun game when you've been drinking, too. Like, would you rather have to wrestle a shark or or would you rather be stuck in the ocean with a shark or on land with a grizzly bear? Like, do that and then have that discussion after several beers. It's fun. But uh, my son starts almost every... How fast are grizzly bears? I don't know, but they can climb. That's a tough one. You got me stumped. Sorry, I, I, go ahead. I'll take anything I can see over something below me for sure. Oh, yeah. That's three dimensions in the wall. Yeah, forget yeah. that. Three dimensions? Yeah. No, forget see? it. See? People are doing it at home right now. It's a great game. But my son starts off like almost every single th- time he talks to me, hey, dad, imagine, and then says something that is totally unimaginable, like could never happen. I'm like, what do you want me to say to this, buddy? I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. You're supposed to use your imagination, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> should, I squash you? should I squash your th- your thinking for like the 100th time? Like, please. <laughs> Be like, yeah, Dad, imagine if our shoes were just like glued to our feet and we couldn't take them off. <laughs> That'd be pretty bad, son. Yep. That'd be pretty bad. You'd stink. That's what I say. You'd, you'd smell. All right. So enough about my trip. Mark, we had some stuff you want to talk about. You know, let's start with this, Mark. Mr. Lakehouse. <laughs> 
as I said to you on Twitter. Yeah. You wrote a you wrote a very well thought out article about why you might boycott summer travel. I mean, not boycott, but like avoid summer travel and why you think other people were going to do that. I of course snarkily pointed out that you do have a lake house, so Fair point. you have an advantage that other of us don't have. But besides that, also speaking of nerds, very nice Lord of the Rings reference in there. Please yes. read the article yes. linked in the show notes. But uh, Mark, tell us uh, what you're thinking about for the summer. Yeah, I mean, I've never been like a huge, big summer travel person just because, you know, I try to avoid the busy seasons, you know, the spring breaks, the the around Christmas, all the holidays, stuff like that in summer. So it's always like a, a bit of travel, but we try to and also, you know, as you living in Boston, you realize like six, seven months of the year is just miserable. So when you have the good parts of the year, you don't really want to leave your state that you took all this time and energy investing uh, towards the goodness of summer. So we usually stay somewhat local uh, for most of it. And we would do like road trips and stuff. And obviously we'll we'll go to the cottage more now than, than do that stuff. But we always would go to Northern Michigan for a weekend or for a week or to Mackinac Island, stuff like that versus flying places. And I think that this, this year is going to be like the worst in history of travel, mainly because, you know, everybody's still short staffed as we've talked, JetBlue, Spirit, uh, American cancellations, delays. I mean, I've had a flight booked in June on Southwest that's changed times like three times already. And it started from like a 10 a.m. flight to now it's like a 10 p.m. flight. It's like insane. So, you know, this these aren't issues that are going to be resolved. And we're already having that problem now. And it's only going to get worse because there's going to be more people traveling this summer with pent up de- demand and people having more money to spend because they haven't been traveling as much. And, you know, these airlines can't find enough people to, to fill the gaps and hotels are short staffed. You you know, cleaning crew, as we mentioned before, the maids and everything are short staffed. So you're you're getting dirtier rooms and stuff like that. And it's just and then you look at the prices, $500 flights, $600 hotel rooms. Sean just said last week he was at the high originacy coconut uh, point and it was a thousand bucks a night. Like, who can afford that? And then when you're paying those prices, expectations are obviously higher because you're like, hey, I had to like give a king's ransom for this room, even though it's a Hampton Inn two blocks from the beach. It better be nice. And then you run into issues and people go all crazy because they're mad and stressed and they spend a ton of money and they're not enjoying it. So it just seems like a big, big mess. Yeah, I think that a lot of people planned earlier and that works out for them, but looks like it's going to be a rough summer for going last minute. Like I've said before, you know, we just rented a couple houses. I mean, we are going on a cruise to Alaska, but that has been booked like a long time ago. I mean, I'm worried about going to Canada. I am worried about getting COVID in Canada and unfortunately, at this point, although my, I would love for my daughter to be vaccinated by the time we get there, please approve under five vaccinations. But regardless of that, I'm not worried about us getting sick and what the effect is going to be. I'm worried about getting sick in Canada and having to quarantine for like two weeks. Like you're trapped in Canada if you test positive. You have to Canada. get a coyote to get you a <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. From like, the north and go through the woods. Yeah. I mean, I'm almost like like – these are the messed up things you need to think about for travel this summer. But almost, I'm almost like it would be better to catch COVID on the cruise while we're in Alaska and be quarantined in a cruise ship, in a cabin on a cruise ship, or maybe be allowed to get off in Alaska and be in America technically than be in Canada when, you know, I get uh, COVID. And so, you know, it's just – so there's that to think about. There's all the stuff that you said as well. And then I also – you didn't mention this, but I think it's kind of implied. 
we've been talking about this for over a year now. It's just like the people who are traveling, there's not as much experience with traveling. Oh, that's in there. So, that's in there. Nice skin so job. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, I did. I did mention like you know the people that are going to be traveling in in mass at these times are always people that aren't as you know used to it and they're already stressed and then they blow up because of it and that kind of the the fallout ends up on you anyway because if you know they blow up then the flight gets delayed because they have to kick them off and you're stuck there and it just makes it worse and then the people you're dealing with are upset because they're all you know their day's been ruined so that's a big thing and then another point I made is even you know in the past when prices went up. You could use miles and points and kind of work around. It didn't really matter. Like you were, you know, inflation proof or, or price gouging proof. But now with all these uh, hotels going to variable pricing and peak and non-peak and all this stuff and airlines basically ditching all award charts, it fluctuates with the price. So you're not even able to find deals as often for that. Like, you know, you're still going to have to pay 30, 40,000 round trip for uh, a domestic coach, which for a two hour flight is insane, but that's kind of where we're at. Part of me is wondering whether there's going to end up being value like last minute, maybe not for flights, but at least for like hotels, you know, in your local area, like say within a two hour radius of where you want to go. Like, for example, I'm wondering if hotels in New Hampshire, maybe a week or two before July 15th, they realize they haven't sold enough rooms. Like, will they drop their prices then in a normal summer? Maybe I know, but you like you think that with flights too. Like the day before the flight, you think they'd say, "Hey, we don't have the seat. Let's lower it." But they like increase it because they're like, "Oh, if you got to fly, you got to fly, so you're going to pay it." I guess hotels different uh, somewhat, but I don't know. I feel like everybody's just out for the gouge. Like they're going to get leave it up there as high as they can. Yeah, they're making up all the money that they lost uh, over the last couple of years. So um, anyway, it's going to be rough out there, but we'd love to hear um, what you're thinking about summer. So, you know, you can hit us up on Facebook at the Miles to Memories Facebook page or on social media at Miles to Memories. You know, I'm sure Sean will love to hear all this discussion about summer travel that he's missing. All right. Uh, should we uh, close it out with a DoorDash Diaries? Because... Uh, I feel so left out from last week. Yeah, just to make you feel good. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So this actually happened the the other night, and it was another one item at a CVS. So you love this game. Take a guess. What do you think it was? One item at a CVS. So I've guessed popcorn before. Okay, we know you had to get the ketchup that time. I'm going to go some non-food good. That's on the go right track. Paper, paper towels i was gonna to say toilet paper but that's too obvious let's go with paper towels that, that you wouldn't that has happened before uh i have had one roll of a six pack of bounty and it ended up costing the person like 25 dollars. it was insane but no it was that's uh, insane it was that's uh insane. it was like 15 dollar headphones so they really wanted their skull Wait, candy. like kids headphones or no, like the the skull candy cheap cheap ones with the wire and the what <laughs> yeah why i don't know so uh of course it wasn't at stock but i sent her a picture of the other options and she's like yeah i want that one okay so i drive and i have to go to uh downtown royal oak which anybody that's been in there knows that it's like a pain you can't it's like a very small downtown it's got probably like four or five blocks but it's condensed a lot of restaurants a lot of bars no parking and it started to rain as i was going there i try to avoid royal oak because it's just impossible to get in and out quickly you, you know, there's no parking lots to pull up to and, and this stuff. You have to park in a parking lot like several blocks away sometimes. So it starts to rain. I'm like, great. And I and then I get another order across the street from this place. 
that I have to pick up after. And I'm like, okay, I'll take that. I'm already there and I'll have to find parking. So I circle this block where it says I'm supposed to go. And there's no information like inside this restaurant or inside this building or anything. It just has an address. So it has me turn down this corner and I look at, uh, at the addresses and they're in like, it's like 410, but the addresses are like 100. The, the one on the corner was 401. But that was on like the main street and the address for this was showing on the side street. So I was like, okay, well, that shouldn't be it. That's on the main street. Plus these start at 100. So I found a parking spot just to see if maybe I was missing something. I go out and walk and it starts to rain quite heavily. And then I like pull up Google Maps instead of the Dasher app. And it says it's like a couple blocks down. I'm like, well, I'm not going to go get in the car and then not be able to find a spot down there. So I'm just going to walk. And as <laughs> as I'm walking... It starts to rain more and more, and I walk in front of this van that's parked there, and I hear the guy say something out the window, and I was like, whatever, I think he might be talking to me, but I'm just going to keep walking. So he, like, turns right to go up next to me and stops, and he's in, like, a 1994 Windstar, more rust than van, and he yells, yeah, you thought you were having a good day, didn't you? Ha ha ha. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) As I'm, like, drenched in my shirt. And I was wearing, like, nicer clothes because we had gone to church before. So I was still, like, I guess I had nicer shorts on. But I, I was wearing a T-shirt. So I wasn't even, like, dressed that nice, I guess. Um, but the guy, like, I'm like, wow. This is this is really hitting me hard that this guy is pulling over the side of the road in his rusty 1994. Yeah, that guy is the one asking. I'm sitting there walking, pulling my CVS bag full of headphones and he has he has to stop and make sure he i heard his diss to be like you thought you were having a good day and then you're outside like an idiot walk around with your cvs badge you jerk this is when you should question your life decisions man yeah. windstar 94 is coming at you coming at your neck i want to be like dude you're the one seriously talking but you know he had a point. So anyway, uh, come to find out, it was back where it originally said, but she put the address in wrong, and she was sitting in a coffee shop, so she needed headphones to listen to stuff while she was, like, doing work or whatever. So I had to walk all the way back through the rain, another couple blocks back, and just soaked. And I was like, you know, it'd be nice if you just put in there, I'm at the Atomic Coffee Shop or whatever, and, or put the address correct. One of those two would have been great. <laughs> Oh, man. It's not as good as last week, but I did think that the Windstar uh, guy busted my balls. It was just me and him out there in this in this area. Nobody else around. He had to. I think he turned right solely to give me grief. <laughs> so, Mark, I was like, um, you know, sometimes I don't know if you've ever done this, but like I typed a message to you in Slack, but then I didn't send it. And I didn't notice that I didn't send it until like two days later. Oh, yeah. But I've we had been that. talking about how I missed Dasher Diaries last week. And I'd written this message to you in Slack, didn't send it came back to my slack and i saw it and it said hey i told jess that you were doing door dasher and she just asked me why and so i asked that <laughs> to you again mark for the content jess for the content why <laughs> she's like she's like does he need the money and i was like no i don't think so and she's like she's like why does he do that i was, I was like well i think he enjoys the time in the car alone, which is true. Yes. But uh, actually, like, I end up finding myself, like, thinking about articles and how to, to write them and ideas and stuff. So, like, the, the summertime article came up while I was driving around yesterday. <laughs> nice. See, yeah. I have less time to think. Now that I use a dishwasher, I have less time to think. I used to, like, think to That's myself. That's when you about... would just space out. and Yeah, I would space out. Dishes. But then, like, ideas would come to me. While you were killing the earth with 
draining gallons of water. Yes, yes. So now, now maybe I need to start killing the earth by driving door there you go. instead. Getting people their headphones that they could have gone to. A, and there was a CVS like three blocks away from where she was. She could have just like walked down there. It was pouring, Mark. She didn't want to question her life decisions. <laughs> it wasn't raining okay? yet. And she ordered it from one that was like two, three miles away. Oh man! She didn't want to question her she life just, decision. She knew. No. She knew. She knew when so ninety four was out there lurking. <laughs> yeah. He had said something I mean, to he her just, earlier. He just trolls the town, waiting to to find some person walking by themselves and give them flack. And I was like, dude, come on! You stop. Like- he legit stopped in the road and rolled down his window and said, "Hey, did you hear me? I said just when you thought you were having a good day, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> the worst part is that. Uh, the worst part is the the syntax of that sentence makes it even worse, <laughs> dude. It's it's like that that's like out of a Simpsons episode. You know, you can yeah. just imagine like some guy just driving. It's like Nelson, ha ha. It's like that yeah. guy. He's like always there at <laughs> your worst I'm, moment. As I'm clutching a CVS bag like they're my pearls, uh, just trying to keep the the skull candy dry. All right. Well, that will do it for this episode of the Miles to Memories podcast. If you are driving a Windstar 94 and would like to give Mark a piece of your mind, Mark, where can people find you on you the internet? You can find me uh, standing in the rain like John Cusack in every 80s movie. Um, or you can you can find me on Twitter at Detroit Mark. Email me, Mark, at milestomemories.com. Comment on any of the articles I posted on Twitter the other day. I've re, uh, I've done 10,000 comments on Miles to Memories website in response to readers and questions, answering questions and stuff, which I, I was kind of shocked how bit, how many times I've uh, I've uh, chatted with people. But that just goes to show, you know, hey, if you reach out, I'm I'm there to help, or or you know, if you want to bust my balls, go for it. You can you can ha ha me all you want in the comments. So lots of options. How about you, Joe? Yeah, only nine thousand of those ten thousand comments are troll comments from Mark. So. <laughs> You can find me at As Joe Flies all over social media and uh, check out my Disney podcast if you're interested in the Disneyland trip, Disney Deciphered. You can also find old episodes of this podcast, milestomemories.com. You search podcast or everywhere you find podcasts and also at mtmpodcast.com. Sean will hopefully be back next week. We are going to test that satellite over the Atlantic Ocean internet but hope you're having a great cruise sean mark thanks so much for having a good time with me today and everyone else thank you so much for listening and we will talk to you next week goodbye see you next week literally typing this hold on Say it again. Okay. <laughs> the mid-seat was over $1,000, and they couldn't reinflate it. It was very uncomfortable. I'm going to edit this out. But yeah. You want to throw it in the uh, outtakes. I'll throw it in the outtakes. With yeah. the click, click, okay. click. Anybody that likes ASMR will dig the yeah. Joe typing. <laughs> okay. What's the next sentence I write, Mark? Uh, been like, I'm not even I would joking. Have, the, I, <laughs> I probably would have been more comfortable in a seat that cost half as much in the back. Your sister would already be done because she's a quicker typer. Yeah, twice as fast. <laughs> this is gonna be good. And then, what, how do I do that? How do I do that? Ask. Oh, say uh, because of all that, fifty dollars seems pretty low. I I would expect at least double that. They'll probably give you a hundred, but at least it opens the door for more. <laughs>